day to you and welcome to our podcast how nigeria works but doesn't my name is sandra i'm andy and both of us host this podcast and today we will be talking about how the super eagles don't work um so let me give a disclaimer i do not know anything about the super eagles i do not know anything about football I do not particularly like football, but everybody is talking about the Nigerian um, World Cup kit and the jerseys and all of that. And beautiful. It, uh, well, you said that's the interesting thing, yeah. So initially, when it came out, I wasn't I wasn't sold on it. I remember. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sold on it. I was but like, I was. I was like, mm-hmm, I don't really like how it's looking. And what did I tell you? Nobody cares what you told me. What did you tell me? I told you it was beautiful. <laughs> Anywho, so I, and I wasn't alone in not liking it. A bunch of people were like, "What's this?" Some people said the green looked like ugu leaves. I think it was Kalila, the sports, my sports host colleague. She said um, that it looked. And like what's wrong with ugu leaves? Ugu leaves, um, and then the lemony palm tree type one as well. So I didn't know how to feel about it, but like. It's grown on me, so I have actually become one of those people who actually likes it. I don't know if it grew on me because of all the hype about it or because I saw it on Whiskey and he looked yummy in it. I don't know. But Shame. <laughs> I like it. I do now. And I find it um, very impressive that everybody likes it. Uh, on the Mirror UK, it was rated number one jersey. Um, I think Sky News also ran a poll and it was number one jersey out of 32 um, World Cup kits. Is that it? Yeah, kits. Yeah, World Cup kits um, for the World Cup. So it came first as well. And then the day that Nike released it, it was sold out everywhere. Did you Did you try to get a jersey for yourself? Did you try to cop a jersey for yourself? Why do you want to hurt me? I'll just... It's a question. Look, I've, I was waiting for that jersey for weeks. Ever since... It, from the day that I saw the the, the first pictures online, mm-hmm. I kept on going to the Nike store here in Port Harcourt, the Port Harcourt Mall, mm-hmm. and I kept on asking them, when's the jersey come? When's the you jersey come? You just gave come? Nike free advert, you know. And they're not paying for this stuff. Well, they designed <laughs> a very good jersey for us. They deserve a plug. Yeah. But yeah. So... But here, well, here's a negative plug for Nike. It never came. Yeah. The jersey never arrived. And yeah. when it finally got, a, it finally arrived, it was sold out within a day. And so that's a good thing for us, isn't it? Not for me, who didn't get one. Who cares about you? <laughs> but everyone seems to be talking about the fact that so before it officially, before, before the official release date, we already all heard the price of it: eighty pounds, eighty-five dollars, mm-hmm. which was roughly sixty, eighty k. What? What? No, sorry, thirty-one, forty-one k, thirty-one, forty-one k. Yeah. So, um, uh, everyone was talking about how expensive it is, you know, and um, wondering why they would make that so expensively, considering that a lot of Nigerians will not be able to afford it. You know, that seems to be like the biggest conversation everyone's having. What do you think about that? Well, the way I saw it, uh, first of all, that price. You know, if you put it in pounds or you put it in dollars, mm-hmm. that's about the going rate for a jersey right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's what 
Nike, Adidas, Homo, all of them. That's pretty much a range which they sell their jerseys right now all over the world. Okay. So um, I don't think it's really a problem on their end. Mm. I think it's more an issue of this is more of an indicator of how bad things have become in Nigeria and the economy mm. because well, first of all the fall of the Naira if you think about it if uh, Naira is like $360 uh, 360 Naira to a dollar right now mm. but if it was 145 um, then it's the cost of the jersey would be would be less than half of what it is now mm. in Naira terms so I think that's part of the shock the sticker shock we're getting right now is because it's one of those things that has put in context for us how badly the Naira has devalued yeah. over time and how our wages have not really kept up with that. Yeah. So that's less about Nike mm-hmm. and less about the jersey and, and more the cost. and the cost mm-hmm. and more about the Nigerian economy. Okay. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot we've we, we already we've already seen this with cars. Yeah. People who who are used to buying new cars every three, four years. Mm-hmm. This last time around they say, hey, you know what? My car is still <laughs> my, good. My car is still okay. Yeah, yeah, they work, they work, <laughs> they function and yeah it's still, it, it goes well, yeah, so these things are going to happen. It's less about Nike than the jersey. And then I think also the second thing that we should bear in mind is that I really don't think that the Nigerian market was Nike's target. For, I mean, but it's our country and it's our, our, our jersey. So. No, well, it's their money. They paid the Nigerian Football Federation for the rights oh. to to make the jersey oh. and the rights to distribute and market the jersey. Oh. So from that point on, as long as the Nigerian F- Football Federation who sold the rights to them mm. didn't put any stipulations on them, uh-huh. they can sell it and market it however way they want. And I think it seems to me, of course, I'm, I'm not speaking as an insider, but mm-hmm. it seems that Nike's strategy for this jersey was targeting Nigerians in the diaspora yeah. and targeting um, you know neutral fans. Mm. Like they just went all out and designed a very good jersey, yeah. knowing that that would Appeal to neutrals, even non-football Man, fans. They sold out. Yeah, uh, like a lot of people love the jersey. And you know, you know, Nigeria, the Nigerian brand mm-hmm. is hot stuff right about now. Mm. Um, you have Wizkid and Davido selling out um, concerts worldwide. Everywhere. Nigerian movies. Are <laughs> Did you just popular. say worldwide? Well, wow. Oh, God. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I am part of the country. Yes, congratulations. Yes. You're not an old man. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, our music is doing well. Uh-huh. Um, well, you, you notice references to Nigeria in movies and right. TV series. Yeah, all but the it's time always now. like African prince. Whatever, but it's Nigeria. Like Nigeria is in the it's in the global consciousness now. So this was an for fraud. No, not for other things. In the movies and the series, yeah. Oh no, you have you have you have various. You have other, the Nigerian prince. You have other references to Nigeria as well. What are the references? references in Nigeria as what well. are the references? Oh, recently you have um and even like Nigerian actors. You have what Niger- like people like John Boyega and all of them are doing like you know talk about it. You have Diddy. Diddy all the time is like sharing stuff. and rapping. Yeah, but Nigeria. that's the music. You were talking about the movies and the TV shows, and I'm saying that the only times Nigeria is referenced in the movies and the TV TV shows is when they're saying the letters from the Nigerian prince. No, 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 that of course there, no, there are other things that Nigeria is also referenced for. Of course, you have like the Jibo well, girls, which is not exactly exactly. But, you know. but, exactly. but the point I'm making is, but the, the point I was making was that. Ten years ago, mm. Nigeria had all these problems that it has now. Mm-hmm. But how often was Nigeria referenced in an American movie or an American TV series? So the reason, like, huh? yeah, you know, well, you're a media person. All publicity is, I don't know, good publicity. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, long story short, okay. Nike has seen that the Nigerian brand there it's is marketable. There, yes, it's marketable. There is brand awareness mm-hmm. around it, so mm-hmm. they took the time because and. and 
you can tell that this was a, it was a, a conscious thing because like both Nike and Adidas have been guilty of giving us terrible forgettable World Cup jerseys that's right. the last few World Cups that's right. but this time around they're like something has changed yeah so and it's less about how well the team will perform mm-hmm. and more about how marketable the brand is and they went with that we're, we're probably eventually going to talk about expectations for the team because um ridiculous. I, I mean <laughs> i mean several groups and people keep a lot of people are very optimistic about what they hope that what they hope will happen with, with this but we'll get to that eventually let's stay here so some people are saying that maybe the nff and the federal government should have tried to make the jersey number one available because why did nike wait for that long every other country had their j their, their jerseys and their kits um, available and we didn't have ours until like so close to the date so there's that question and then there's also the question of um should maybe the federal government and F- nff have pegged the prize you know somewhere like made nike you know, just not go above a, a certain price so that a lot of patriotic uh, football fans can buy these jerseys. Well, that's something that yeah, I've heard that a lot, mm-hmm. but it seems anti-market to me. Uh, it, it also seems to ignore the way these deals these deals work. How do these deals work? Basically, you have these major. Um, Kit manufacturing companies, apparel mm-hmm. companies, mm-hmm. they come to the football federations, mm-hmm. our federation, federations go to them mm-hmm. and say, look, we can give you, we'll design a kit for you mm-hmm. that you'll take to the World Cup, mm-hmm. wear a World Cup. We're going to give you money and in exchange for that money, you give us the right to design, mm-hmm. you wear our designs mm-hmm. and you give us the right to uh, market the designs mm-hmm. and make our money back by, you know, replica jersey sales and every other thing Hmm. and you don't wear anything else except for what we give you Hmm. it's a simple deal and the federations are out for money and the the Nigerian Football Federation Mm -hmm. has financial responsibilities it has to apart from you know all the logistics that go around like you know getting a team ready for the World Cup Mm -hmm. and sending the team there Mm -hmm. they have to pay for match bonuses Mm -hmm. I don't know if you may remember but four years ago at the last World Cup Mm -hmm. um they did not have all the money to pay all the match bonuses. I remember In fact, that. they were owing the players from match bonuses, bonuses from before the World Cup. Yeah. And so the players staged a strike yeah. during the World Cup. Yeah, it was that. a whole thing. So yeah. there's the, the NFF... Did, did Mikel have to step up? Yeah, Mikel and um, Osazeo Demwingi yeah. and some of the other players. Yeah, yeah. Fair. So the NFF, like many African football federations, mm-hmm. is operating under a cash crunch. So they need that good Nike endorsement. <laughs> so when Nike shows up and says, yeah, we'll pay you and give us these rights, mm-hmm. NFF is like, yes, give us the money and do whatever you will, whatever you want. So at that point, I don't think the NFF is much worried about oh, whether the jersey is going to be affordable mm-hmm. for Nigerians. They just want that cash. Bring the money first. Yes, exactly. And this is another reason why the whole idea of, um, well, we're going to get into that, but the issue of oh, whether... Nigerian company should have been allowed to keep the keep the national team. Yeah, because you know I, I saw a tweet from Ben Murray Bruce. Um, he's always making sense. Is he? He says he is. Yes, he says he is. Yes. So and this time around, he says that we missed out on an opportunity to um, create jobs. We missed out on an opportunity to have our 
people here in Nigeria mm. make this um, jerseys. Mm. To which I saw tweets that said, "Ordinary NYC khaki." You go do something, you go say if it will be, say if it will be, do slightly tackle or whatever. Say the the day will come, it will be be I saw, I, saw, I saw another one where they said that uh, and after you know, even if it's a Nigerian jersey company now mm-hmm. and this is jersey, mm-hmm. just one small tackle now and then um, Victor Moses is naked. Oh, yeah. oh I didn't see that one. Yeah, yeah so the, there was a lot of banter about that. But mm-hmm. uh, you look at Ben Murray's senator. I guess I should say senator. Senator Ben Murray Bruce. Yeah. Senator Bruce. Um, you take a. Why am I speaking in a British accent now? Because he has a British name. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you take a look at that tweet, and it makes sense. Does it? It doesn't. It no. How doesn't it? That's I mean, no sense whatsoever. how doesn't it make sense? I mean, it, it, we could have struck some sort of deal with Nike, couldn't we? Is it naive to say that? Struck some sort of deal with Nike, make it in a bar, for instance. Have our people produce that, create jobs. Do our, do, is that current capacity in Nigeria mm-hmm. to make a World Cup caliber jersey? With the polymers and all the fibers that are used, mm-hmm. that you know they have like these special fibers that breathe a particular way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, a, unlike Senator Bruce, mm-hmm. I am actually a fan of the Nigerian football, mm-hmm. um, Nigerian local football league. How dare you? You don't know that he's not. A oh, fan. I know he's not. How do you know? I mean, I never seen him at any of the games from from his in, in Bielsa. So anyway. And a lot of the teams mm-hmm. are catered by local mm-hmm. um, jersey mm-hmm. uh, jersey makers. Uh, that I, I don't want to call their names mm-hmm. on air, mm-hmm. but yeah, we have local co- companies making these jerseys, mm-hmm. and I own these jerseys. I own jerseys by different teams, mm-hmm. um, Old Sharks, Rivers United. I own their jerseys, mm-hmm. and then I also own the jerseys made by the guys who who make jerseys for World Cup teams. Mm-hmm. And the difference in quality is clear. Very clear. But it's just polymer. And it's overpriced polymer. Doesn't matter. Well, you. It's not just a matter of overpriced. There's a reason why they use those polymers. And if you watch games on TV, mm-hmm. Nigerian league games and like World Cup games, you'll see why. You your players play under the same conditions, but only one set look like they're sweating like Christmas goods uh-huh. because yeah, one is breathable, the one other is breathable, isn't. Yes, and and when you go into the World Cup in. The difference of a degree or two over ninety minutes, mm. a team that gets tired and a team that doesn't. Mm. You know, there are different things that go into this. So we can't just say, ah, waiting day for Shokoto, a day for Sokoto. Mm. These guys can do it too. No, uh, I'm not against local. But do companies. you, but do you think the local companies could not have stepped up their game? I mean, so if they could step up their game, why hadn't they done it up till now? Why aren't they making those jerseys right now with the contracts they already have for Rivers United? They're not getting paid enough for it. If Nike... Um... So, what you want is Nike. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Remember the business model. Mm-hmm. The business model is that the jersey maker mm-hmm. goes to the federation mm-hmm. and pays the federation mm-hmm. for the right to manufacture the jerseys. Mm-hmm. So, if the kit maker is a local Nigerian kit maker... Mm-hmm. Are they ready to give the Fe- Football Federation the $1 million that Nike gave them or whatever it was for the rights to make those jerseys? Or are we expecting Nike to bring the money and then give the contract to uh, our local guys to do? Are we expecting a monkey they walk baboon the chop situation here <laughs> all in the name of buy Niger to grow the Naira? Okay, 
Fine. Thank you for um, demolishing that argument. It did not make common sense, Senator. <laughs> okay. So, um, away from that, though, why did Nike wait so long to release the jerseys? And then have the F1 tree to complain that we have replica jerseys. I don't think they were complaining that we have replica jerseys. I saw, I think I saw an article somewhere about Nike being shocked the Nike during the match. I think it was in New York, was it uh, here in Port Harcourt? And, and they jerseys. saw their jerseys that hadn't been released yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yes, I think I think Nike just did not factor the Nigerian market at all. Like it just struck me like you know somebody who just did not care, like a neglectful parent. Mm. They were just like you know they didn't even it didn't even occur to them that the Nigerians Nigerians would. Pass I read the jersey. It didn't occur to them. They just they Or maybe they took into account the fact that we're poor people and you know, yeah, Nigerians cannot afford these jerseys. So why bother? Like that's the way it looks. Like yeah. why even bother marketing to them? Yeah. Why bother getting making it quickly um, you know, available to them sooner? Yeah. You only worry about uh Oh, let's get it out in the market early before the pirates come. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you can make any money in that market, mm-hmm. but maybe they just—I'm I'm, I'm just speculating. Yeah, here. of course. Maybe they just felt like there was no money to be made in Nigeria because Nigerians will not bring out 41k for the jersey; they'll bring out 18k for the replica. Mm. So, or uh, for the bootleg. So, or 15k for the bootleg of the bootleg. Exactly. Or 6k for yeah. the bootleg of the bootleg of the bootleg. Exactly. So they're <laughs> like, you know what? Don't bother. We will just build up the anticipation mm-hmm. by releasing this thing late mm-hmm. and people are going to go online and buy it all anyway mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter man like I, I i'm seeing all of the frenzy about it you know people sharing pictures all over the place sold out at this nike shop mm-hmm. sold out at that nike shop i really like the tracksuits i really i really like it the joggers or the tracksuit is that, is yeah. that what it's called tracksuit yeah, or joggers yeah, yeah, training kit Train, tracksuit. I, I don't know the one that looks like it has green flowers all over it yes. i really like that i'd like to wear the pants of that with a crop top I wonder what Mikel would look like in that. <laughs> in the pants and a crop top? Yeah, I mean, I don't Mikel, think... if you can't hear us, do it for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of the match yesterday? Eh, it's a good match. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, we've never scored against England, so... Yeah, yay. so yes, good. Finally got our first goal against England. Yeah. Um... The f- it was a game, you know, I won't use a football cliche. Mm-hmm. It was a game of two halves. Mm-hmm. The first half was much different from the second half. Mm-hmm. And if we play the way we played in the first half at the World Cup, mm-hmm. it's going to be bloody. <laughs> but if we play the way we played in the second half at the World Cup, we'll do well. What do you think of this team? I love this team. I've loved this team ever since, like, the World Cup qualifiers started. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the best Super Eagle squad I have seen in, in a while. In a long while. And it's a young team and it has a couple of it has a couple of pieces missing. Mm-hmm. And just because of those pieces missing, there's sort of like a, a like a limit, a threshold to how how well how they well can do. They but they might surprise you. I mean I, I, I always look on in awe, you know, at the Nigerians who have such an unshakable optimism about the super eagles and the magic that they could perform. There's this, there's always that talk of, ah, this will fit, do any, I'll do anyone, how I win this thing. There's always that optimism. And Delusion. It's, it's, <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's beautiful to no, see. It's beautiful. It's beautiful I, to watch. You know, I, I wish more fans were like that. Hmm. Like I think there are like three types of fans. Okay. There are those fans who who like legitimately like, oh wow, this team could go out there and they could shock the world, mm-hmm. and that's great. I love that. That's that's a legitimate way to be a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not that way. Um, there's a second way, and that's my way, mm-hmm. which is that, oh, well, I want this team to do well. I really want them to do well. Mm-hmm. But I know that there are some limitations. I I realistically don't expect them to do great, mm-hmm. but I hope they can. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But unfortunately, the vast number, the vast majority of people who call themselves Super Eagles fans mm-hmm. fall into a third category, which are fans who live to troll the team, mm-hmm. who basically have decided that... Anything less than winning the World Cup is a shame, a disgrace, a disappointment. So they are, they are basically... <laughs> That's harsh. Yes. They've set a very unreasonable expectation for the team. Mm. And they do it in every tournament. And so it's almost like as soon as the team doesn't meet this unimaginably high you know, standard, mm-hmm. they turn on the team. Mm. And it doesn't matter if the team really played well. It doesn't matter if the team played even above... Um, their their potential because most of the time the Super Eagles actually play much better than you should expect them to play mm. but it doesn't matter to these fans because these fans have decided that anything short of getting to the World Cup semi-final picking up Drew is a disappointment it's a disgrace but isn't it? no because what's the point look, of playing? there are 32 teams that only one will win there are 32 teams that only one will win. So get Realistically, as far as you can get. Yes, get as far as you can get. But sometimes as far as you can get is the group stage. Because like there are some teams that are just way better than you even before you kick a ball. Mm-hmm. You already know the team. Like, there is no way. There is no way that like Nigeria faces up against Germany and Nigeria comes out as the winner. How dare you, you man of little faith. Faith has no place in football. <laughs> My father always talked about a god of football. Yes, the god of football exists. So, I mean, that's about faith, isn't it? No, but he doesn't operate on faith. Mm. The god of football operates on preparation and, you know... <laughs> like the Indian story. I can't believe people ruin that Indian footballer story, but I digress. Yes. <laughs> so, back to, to you people and the expectations. I say you people because, you know, yeah you people mm-hmm. and your expectations for this team. Mm-hmm. A question I've always had mm-hmm. is why do we wait until the tournament to start picking a team? Why have we not had the same team playing from this under 17, right? Yeah. So why have we not had the same team playing from under 17 to this under 25? Under 20. Under 20. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then so like, why do we not have that? Why do we not have a team that we grow from small to you know the short answer goals. is that because Nigeria fo- Nigerian football doesn't work that's the short answer yeah. we're not doing things the right way I- I- we shouldn't have a team mm. that grows all that way mm-hmm. we should have like like a, a, crop. a large pool yes a large pool of players mm. who we we are working on mm. the football federation is working on them both directly mm-hmm. and then indirectly through their clubs and through the technical committees mm-hmm. helping these players grow and monitoring these players mm-hmm. and trying to get them to improve themselves every year. Mm-hmm. And then the best of them, when it comes around for the Under-17 World Cup, mm-hmm. the best gets selected for the Under-17. Mm-hmm. But the others who don't get selected know that they have a chance to make up for it mm-hmm. down the line at the next level at Under-20. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be going like that and going like that until you get to the senior team. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to the senior team, it's supposed to be like a pipeline. Like you know your top 11, mm-hmm. your best 11, but for everybody in that best 11, 
you have replacements. Mm. You know who they are. Mm-hmm. You have like four guys in line waiting for that one spot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's where the best teams in the world are. Mm. That's where the Germans are. That's where, you know, the the Brazilians are. That's also know. how Juju starts. Because people can start doing Juju for the person to wound. Eh, hey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they can also be doing Juju against the person behind you. Too. You know, so that they never come forward hey, or whatever. That is it. But yeah, but we don't do that, you know. And you know, it, it's, it's funny. You see, like, the teams that we, the teams that we beat... Mm-hmm at the junior level come back and kill us at the senior level hmm. and one of the reasons why is that you notice that the guys who, I don't notice I don't watch the guys who played at under 17 mm-hmm. for like say Germany mm-hmm. so many of them end up in the senior team mm-hmm. but the guys who played under 17 in Nigeria are not even 17 to start with I cannot comment on the age of people who I did not give birth to so I am not going to I was not there okay but you were gonna say our guys don't end up playing our guys who play for us at junior level tend not to graduate all the way to the senior team okay for various reasons okay all right then let's uh leave it at various reasons so why 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 is this not happening what should be ideal what should the whose job is it the nff the ministry of sports the federal government I guess that's the ministry of sports the president whose job is it Dalong the red beret guy God help us it is a a whole ecosystem it's it's an ecosystem of people who Mm. are not doing their job Mm. Uh, everybody down from it goes even goes all the way down to like primary and secondary school PE teachers oh yes because you know, we don't have football academies. No, we don't. Well, we do have some. Not enough. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's the thing. That's the other thing. We don't, like, it, it, football is, it's all about structure. That's right. Um, it, It's supposed to be a nationwide net hmm. that sports talent as early as possible. That's right. That's grooming. Yes. From the time that they're six, five, six, seven. Hmm. And, you can't do that if you have like two academies or three academies. Mm-hmm. You, because you can't predict where the talent will be. Mm. So by right, the talent should be, the talent um, spotters should be in every LGA. Mm. You know, and the the most obvious route for that is the schools. Mm. The, that's why you're supposed to have school football mm. and the schools playing each other in mm. an area. And you have at least, and you have like some sports teachers, like mm. some sports, like PE teachers or sports masters, mm. coaches who have gotten some training mm. from the NFF. Mm-hmm. So they're able to start imparting fundamental basic skills to the players to, at the primary school level. Mm. And they're also able to spot a bit of special talent. Mm. And then that special talent is taken to centers of excellence, whether it's private academies or public academies mm. and all of that. So that, or, you know, then you now move them. So that, that is, that's how other countries do yeah, it. That's right. So they pick the talent very, very early and start to train, and start to train it. Mm. But we don't have that. So that's already the first failure. Wow. It's at that level. Mm-hmm. And that's why when it's time for under 17 World Cup, I want to get under 17 team. Uh, basically, we in the old days we just went to the schools. Hmm. Like there was a player, he played for Nigeria's under twenty team that went to Saudi eighty nine. You went to the school with them? No, no, my elder brother went to school with him, okay. and he was like, my, he was like my, in my elder brother's secondary school, okay. and he was picked from secondary school. Oh, that's the point I'm making. Okay, yeah. So you could tell like, he was of he was at the right age mm-hmm. because he was a secondary school student yeah. and they took him to the under twenty World Cup, but huh. he was playing secondary school ball. Huh. People like Stephen Keshi, late Stephen Keshi, a former um, captain and coach, mm-hmm. first man I should point out mm-hmm. to win the Nations Cup as a 
captain and as a coach. Yay. Yeah, Niger. Uh, yeah, he was he was spotted playing for his secondary school. Wow, that was when Nigerian scouting still worked the way it should work. Mm-hmm. But all of that is lost now. So when you now have how a, did we lose it? Like every other thing that went bad in the eighties and nineties. Abacha. Well, Abacha was a crowning. Of oh it. really? Yes. That was a random guess. Yeah, I don't know if things got really bad on Abacha, but <laughs> it was that contraction of the economy. Okay. Uh, that so that's that poverty that took over mixed with the corruption so it be it, at in the 80s and 90s it became a question of why do the hard work if you can just like you know bribe your way around it or mm. throw money at the problem or like cheat or and falsify and how do you forge. cheat and falsify with something like football mm, well why what's easier to do have a nationwide talent spotting net mm-hmm. that um, covers all the secondary schools mm-hmm. and primary schools mm-hmm. in your country in mm-hmm. every LGA, mm-hmm. or just gather some very good players who are a little bit over the age limits uh, and falsify their birth records and send them there. Ah, uh, I see what you mean. So the NFF can have the same budget, and the Ministry of Sport has the budget for world nationwide scouting. Mm. But just goes and picks some good players. But do we not see um, how great it could be for us to be a sports giant as a nation? I mean, the 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 social power. Is that the word? Yes. You, you, the yes. The social power. The soft power of the it. Soft power. Yeah. Yes. We you know like what China is doing now. Yeah. China has all this economic power and military power. Yeah. But now China is obsessed with being a sporting powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And you see them. They dominate the Olympics now. Why don't now? we care about stuff like that? Because. Our ruling class is devoid of moral fiber <laughs> and has no soul. <laughs> As I always say. Yes. Yeah. It, it comes down to our ruling class at the mm. end of the day. Mm. And these guys, but if you think about them as a class, mm. they're um, they're not farmers. They're not, um, uh, you know, they don't have, their only vocation mm-hmm. is government contracts, That's government right. patronage, and oil block money. Mm. So, they are as a class their their orientation is to snatch from government mm. take money from government legally and illegally mm. that is their means of livelihood and so that is how they see life mm. and because they see life that way they don't understand or value things like oh growing the prestige of the nation mm-hmm. if it does not directly bring money into their pocket mm. And these are the people making decisions for the country. But that's that's like that's 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 small minded, isn't it? That's that's very that's a very myopic view because if you do that, there are ways to make money for yourself. But again, it comes down to efficiency and also laziness. Why should I bother like doing all this hard work mm. to build Nigeria into a footballing powerhouse mm-hmm. and make that like legitimate maybe Five million, ten million dollars mm-hmm. that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. When I can just like destroy everything, <laughs> extract my loot out of it, mm-hmm. and make like fifty million dollars in one pop, yeah. and build a beautiful house for myself in my village, and buy up real estate in Vienna, mm-hmm. and all of that. So, yeah, that's that's the trade-off that our leaders. It's not just in football, mm-hmm. but it happens in everything. But we see it in football so with football if we can is it too late can we go back 
to can we can we reboot can we oh we can always reboot yeah like, in everything we can always reboot yeah if there is seriousness mm. uh, the Germans showed us that that can happen um, the Germans used to be like one of the greatest footballing nations on earth mm-hmm. and then they started like steadily started falling off the wagon mm-hmm. and like in the mid 2000s they had like a terrible crash like they were knocked out very early from a bunch of competitions Mm -hmm. and they sat down and said we've lost our way we need to figure out what's going on the rest of the world has overtaken us in football Mm -hmm. and they sat down and they rebuilt their entire scouting system from Mm -hmm. scratch everything Mm -hmm. and they've turned into the powerhouse they won the world cup last and they're defending champions so it's doable um we're seeing um We've seen other countries do it. South Africa has caught up with the rest of Africa in terms of football. Okay. You know, with their grassroots program. We've seen that it's doable. But are we ready to? And, are, we, are we ready to do the work? And because when you look at how people, the people who run our football mm-hmm. are chosen, mm-hmm. the executives of the NFF, the Nigerian Football Federation, it's the same way that our politicians are chosen. Oh? Yeah, it's the same type of system. Oh. So there's a lot of Uru Magomago mm. and this and the thing is that the sports ministry funds the football federation. Mm-hmm. So the sports ministry has a big say in who's there. Mm-hmm. And if the sports ministry and the sports minister mm-hmm. is part of the same corrupt political circle, of course. Then the NFF is just going to be another way to reward his cronies and all of that. Unlike other countries, Germany, England, Brazil, all these countries are doing so well mm-hmm. where their football associations are independent of government mm-hmm. and not funded by government. Mm-hmm. They get independent funding mm-hmm. so they can do things the way they want to do them mm-hmm. and that's really the only way to have a federation that works. But mm-hmm. we don't have that. And there's a lot of power as well. Like you find that those federations are pretty powerful. Yeah, they are powerful because, you know... I mean, so what's ha- happening with the American League, American Football League, the NFL. Right. Yeah, because... You know, they have their own money. Yeah. When, when you have your own money, you can you can afford to, you know, stare the government down and ignore the government. Mm. But these guys can't. And, you know, all the time, and FIFA keeps having this problem with our federations mm-hmm. because in Africa. Mm-hmm. Because the African federations, like, government will interfere. Mm-hmm. Government will, like, sack an, an FA chairman mm-hmm. or impose some policy. Mm-hmm. And FIFA is always shouting, no, government should stay out of football administration. Mm-hmm. And governments are like, hey... You guys don't say this to us when it's time to fund these federations. Mm -hmm. Federations come to us cap in hand. We Mm -hmm. give them money. Mm -hmm. Now, when we want our way on policy, Mm -hmm. you tell us to stay out of football. No, Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen. So, And that's only happening in Africa. Other continents, their football associations are finding ways to raise money independent of government. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're able to stand independently. Mm -hmm. But the African, you know, the corruption in Africa, the laziness when it comes to, you know, getting revenue... It's, it's a big problem. Uh, do you, did they shape up for this um, upcoming World Cup? I, I, I don't see Nigerians dragging them a lot this period. I know that they released money very early. Yes. They're trying to fix up, kind of. Yeah, they released money early in part because they got this Nike deal. Ah. Yes. Ah. You see, that's why the circle of life it all ties together. <laughs> because Nike gave them the money, they were able to release money early. They also did some fundraising. Mm-hmm. There were there were some active attempts at fundraising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I will say this about the current NFF administration, mm-hmm. uh, the current president Abaju Pinik. Mm-hmm. He has been better than his predecessors okay. in terms of you know getting independent revenue. Okay. Still not great, but better than those who came before. What was there before? Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's a that's a that's definitely a net plus, but there's still a long way to go. We can really do a lot better. But again, it comes down to like the the game in Nigeria 
is not really as rich as it should be mm. and part of that it comes down to the fans mm. like we talked about how nike saw felt they said that there was no market mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. they said there's no market here mm-hmm. and it's affects uh, it affects our football in a lot of ways okay you know like okay like the local league like i'm a i'm a rabid fan of the local league yes but i go to the stadium and the twenty thousand seat stadium and there's like 150 of us there you know, and that's a. But imagine uh, that it was Chelsea and Arsenal playing. Right. Mm-hmm. So you see, and oh, I think back to my childhood, mm-hmm. and when Sharks was st- Sharks of Portacolo was still alive, mm-hmm. and Sharks Stadium at Civic Center would be full mm-hmm. every match day, every match day full of fans. So, how can you present yourself as a marketable product mm-hmm. if? you're not showing evidence that fans are clamoring for your product. So whose problem is that? Us, the Nigerians, or the Football League? It's a little bit of both. Okay. It's a little bit of both because, um, you know, yes, the Football League has not given us a good product. Mm. Um, the Football Federation, they've not done everything they can to give us a good marketable product. And the Nigerians will tell you, oh, don't expect me to... Um, um, to patronize a product out of patriotism, mm-hmm. give me a product that that is competitive. Otherwise, I will not patronize it, mm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Until you remember that, like the English football product was crap, absolutely <laughs> crap for years. Really? Yeah. When I first started watching English football before it became the Premiership, when it was still like the first division, mm-hmm. yeah. When I, when I became an Arsenal fan. It was wow, terrible. Wow, you didn't ask not been that long. Yeah, 1988-89 when we first won the league. It would make sense to no, Not first when we won the league. Like, you wouldn't cheat. Just be heartbroken. <laughs> crying in the corner. Crying. crying like, crying. you stay with the baby. <laughs> I don't blame you. I thought you said you don't know anything about football. But you can be abusing Arsenal. Yes, I know Arsenal. I, I, I follow enough banter to know that Arsenal is it. it. <laughs> Moving forward, uh, as I was saying, yeah, but back in the day, the Eng- you see the the feet, the pitches were muddy mm-hmm. and patchy. Mm-hmm. The football was terrible and physical. Mm-hmm. It was not a good product, mm-hmm. but it was an aggressively marketed product mm-hmm. with an already rabidly loyal fan base. But that's those are two things that we have never really had. Hmm. Or not, not never really had, but we don't have right now. One, aggressive marketing. Okay. And then two, a rabidly loyal fan base. What happened to the fan base? I mean, someone was telling me about um, the Lagos fans and playing in Lagos. Yeah, okay, that's Lagos fans for the Super Eagles. Yeah. yeah. The Lagos fans used to be, like, amazing. Hmm. The Lagos fans at Surulere, the National Stadium in Surulere, mm-hmm. That was one of the cathedrals of football on earth. Mm. You know, other teams, other national teams would be afraid to come to play in Lagos. Mm. And then, and for the most of that time, the team was not great. That's what people forget. Mm. That the team, the Super Eagles was not always this world-beating team. Mm. Um, The Super Eagles never qualified for the World Cup before the 94 World Cup. Mm. Always fail to qualify. Okay. Always with some heartbreak or the other, like a Godwin Odie scoring an own goal in the last minute. <laughs> you know, just always, just always something. Yeah. You know, and then we forget that before that '94, because '94 was the magic. We qualified for the World Cup for the first time, mm. and we won the African Cup. Mm. But we forget that before that '94, that was only our second African Cup mm-hmm. win. The first one was in 1980, a few months before I was born. Okay. So like my whole life, Nigeria had never won the Nations Cup. Keep so, claiming this '80s thing. That see, I'm trying to convince. <laughs> of my football age please in case there's an under 40 World Cup that they will be. 
Yeah. But yeah, so like so throughout the eighties mm-hmm. when there was just like heavy support for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Heavy support, heavy loyal undying support. Mm-hmm. The team was not very successful. Mm-hmm. Then and then we kept on like in the Nations Cup we kept on coming second and third, second mm-hmm. and third. And then in ninety four, that magic year, we win the World um, we win the Nations Cup mm-hmm. and we qualify for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. We go to the World Cup, we win our group stage mm-hmm. and we 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 we're not we're knocked out in the second round, but it's very good for a first World Cup. Mm-hmm. We come back home. Two years later, ninety six, we win the Olympics, mm-hmm. take gold at the Olympics mm-hmm. in football. Mm-hmm. Ninety eight, we like run through everybody, go to the World Cup, we do very well, win our group again, mm-hmm. we we lose out in the last in the second round. Mm-hmm. Then two thousand we get to the Nations Cup final again at home. We lose, but didn't really lose mm-hmm. to Cameroon. So you see, there was that like that really brief period of Victory. dazzling success. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, it was six years. Mm. But that six years spoilt the appetites and the expectations of the fans. Because yeah. ever since then, the fans have been unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, the fans are now unreasonable. We never have, we no longer have those fans we had in the 80s and 90s who supported the team because it was the team mm-hmm. and hoped for the best. And mm-hmm. well, oh well, you get them next time. Mm-hmm. You now have these fans that any time they lose, mm-hmm. just abuse the team. Like, take the, basically say that the team did badly. But isn't that part of the game? But I just explained to you that it wasn't that way. No, but like things evolve. No, but things evolve. How come we're the only ones that are that way? Are we the only ones that are we that are way? We are the only ones that are that but way. But I hear like other sports fans in other parts of the world who always, I don't know. No, you don't. No, you don't. The only ones who are like pessimistic and terrible like, like us are like the English fans. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's it. You don't see. Um, and then, of course, then a team like, like the Brazilians. Okay. But the Brazilians have a reason. The Brazilians have won the World Cup five times. Okay. Have never failed to qualify for a World Cup. Mm-hmm. They are the best team on earth and in history. Mm-hmm. So they have a reason to <laughs> expect that they should win the World Cup each time. Yeah. But when you're Nigeria, is it? I mean, is it? Is it such an? Is it such an irresponsible? Uh, no, not irresponsible isn't the word. Is it? Unreasonable. Is it? Yeah. Is it so unreasonable? What's the point of playing if you're not going to play and? You know, expect to get it's to about, the best place you no, can get it, to. It's about growth. It's about knowing what your limitations are. Because here's the truth: at the end of the day, those twenty-four players, those twenty-three players who are taking to the World Cup, mm-hmm. did not select themselves. True. You know, they those players, each of them has their limits. Mm-hmm. And then, as a team, the team has limits. Mm-hmm. The team is only as good as what it has been trained to do and practice to do, and all of that. You know, mm-hmm. and then so the team gets to the World Cup, mm-hmm. and already there's already a hard limit on what this team can do. Mm. And all the time, even before you kick a ball, that limit is you, you, these guys are not getting past the quarterfinal. <laughs> That's already the limit. So you're basically say, saying to us who are the fans, you know, you people who are the fans, manage your expectations. Yes, manage your expectations. I always give the example of like the Scottish team that went to the World Cup in 98. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams like release a World Cup song, mm-hmm. an official song mm-hmm. before the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And the Scottish song went... Just don't come home too soon. <laughs> don't come home too soon. That was all the fans were asking of the of the team. Aww. Like, we know you're not going to go all the way. But just don't come just too don't soon. Just don't come home too soon. Sounds like someone we should tell. T- <clears throat> yes, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Another area where people should manage their expectations instead of building up their expectations and then getting angry with people. But I digress. I mean, it's not too much to ask. Just don't come. It might be. <laughs> it might be. It might be. 
I'm fighting for all the fellas here. Anyway, going forward. Uh, my mother is listening to this podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, we're talking about football. It's football. Yes, don't, yes. Don't, it's, don't call it's football. Only football. Yeah, just football. If yeah. you if you hear anything else, that's your problem. Yes, that's your mind. Yeah, that's uh, it's totally you. Back to football, yes, which please. we never left. Thank you. Yeah. So, expectations, mm-hmm. manage them. Mm-hmm. But our fans don't do that. Our fans legitimately believe that this young boy... Like, we don't have a goalkeeper. We, our, we The goalkeeper who was with us for the bulk of the qualifying, mm-hmm. Carly Kame, a very good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, he got diagnosed with leukemia. That's right. And he's in treatment. He's in chemotherapy. That's right. So, he's not going to the World Cup. Yeah. And we, we wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah. Beyond football, we just wish him the best. Yeah. Uh, so there was not a mad scramble for a new goalkeeper mm-hmm. and we have two goalkeepers now who really have no business being there a scrabble, a scrabble that wouldn't even have happened if like we said earlier on there was a pool to exactly and yeah this and that leads me to another point i was going to make which is that right now the other the only reason we don't have a pool apart from the scouting mm-hmm. is the player development because what happens when you scout those young players mm-hmm. you put them in academies and all of that. Mm-hmm. But the next step after the academies, mm-hmm. whatever it is, is into the professional leagues. Mm. And that's where good players, like players with potential become good players mm. and good players become great players mm. is in league football. And that is where also the players are develop a philosophy of how to play football. Mm. But now... There's a philosophy of how to play football. There are different philosophy. Every team has a different philosophy of how to play football. Well, we'll get to that. That's part of the reason why we don't, we can't win the World Cup is that we don't have a philosophy anymore. Wow. Yes. But here's what happened. Mm. Nigerian League is no longer the place, it's no longer the place to develop players. Mm -hmm. Like, the best, like, our best players don't play in the Nigerian League. Mm -hmm. Our best 100 players don't play in the Nigerian League. Mm-hmm. Our best 300 players don't play in the Nigerian League. Mm-hmm. As soon as a player has any glimpse of potential, mm-hmm. he goes off to the European leagues. Uh-huh. I'm not just talking about England, France, Spain, Germany, like the big guns. I'm talking about Albania, I'm talking about Malta. Yeah, that's they right. go to all these leagues that are actually dead-end leagues mm-hmm. because they can make a living wage there. Yeah. And so player development is sacrificed in favor of just making, making a, a living. living. Yeah. Then you have an, you know, then some issues come up. Um, what happens when uh, the best leagues in the world? Because if you want to, if you want to win the World Cup, mm-hmm. you have to play in the best leagues in the world. Mm-hmm. But what happens when the best leagues in the world are not interested in having Nigerian goalkeepers? Yeah, Goal, it's very difficult to find African goalkeepers in the best leagues in Europe. Oh, really? Yes, for a simple reason. A goalkeeper is one of the least replaceable players on the team. Hmm. Like, the same way like today, oh, you're playing this defender today, mm. but next week we decide to play another defender. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. Mm. But you rarely see a team change their goalie. If a goalie is in form, you keep him there. Okay. Now, Africa, every Janu- uh, every two Januarys, there's the African Nations Cup. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the season, mm-hmm. African players have to leave their clubs in Europe while the season is on mm-hmm. and come to Africa to play the Nations Cup. So most Af- so African and um, European clubs are willing to let go of a striker, mm-hmm. let go of defenders. But a goalie, but a goalie that would be disastrous. Yeah. So they just ignore African goalies. Mm-hmm. So we've had a, a severe difficulty 
developing African goalies. Oh. You have to be very, very good hmm. for um, a European team to make, especially a top one, to make, an to, to make that exception for you. That was hmm. one of the things with Enyama. Hmm. Enyama was very exceptional like hmm. that. So we and, beca- and uh, so because of that, we have fewer African goalies, fewer Nigerian goalies getting developed to world class level in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then the ones we have here in Nigeria. We don't have the capacity. Our clubs here mm-hmm. don't have the capacity to build them up to world class level. So, goalkeeper, and it's not just goalkeepers. Any kind of specialists, mm-hmm. goalkeepers, playmakers. Like there are a few particular positions where you you tend not to see European clubs get Africans in those positions. Mm-hmm. So you tend not to see Africans that are very good at those positions. Mm-hmm. And so once you lose, you have one or two great goalkeepers. Once you lose them to injury or something you're in trouble you're in serious trouble and right. that's what's happening with us that's what's happening with us so, so you're not expecting too much with the team you can't expect too much with anyone when you're going to the World Cup with a subpar goalkeeper what and that you... wouldn't be our fault yeah no no or rather that wouldn't be the fault of those 23 boys out there on that field so it's the fault of the coach it's the fault not even the fault of the coach what do you think of the coach the coach is okay I think the coach is okay. Mm. Um, I think what he has done is he's not he's not he's no like brilliant tactician. Mm. He's no Pep Guardiola, all of these people. Mm. But he has instilled a discipline in the team. Okay. And that has always been our major problem. Mm-hmm. He, when I say discipline, it's not just like behavioral discipline, mm-hmm. but also tactical discipline. Mm-hmm. The players stick to position. Mm-hmm. They play the way he he has a clear method of playing, and mm-hmm. he makes his players play it. Mm-hmm. And that goes a long way to making you good. Mm-hmm. Our '94 team under coach Westerhoff mm-hmm. was the same way Westerhoff was no brilliant tactician mm-hmm. he had very skillful players mm-hmm. but he himself was like no tactical genius mm-hmm. but he, it was the discipline mm-hmm. that he brought to that team mm-hmm. and the fluidity that's what made that team great mm-hmm. and Roy is the same way with his team mm-hmm. but these boys are young and I'm really, really hoping that Raw will be giving, um, given another chance, mm. another World Cup. Mm. That is, keep him on for four more years mm-hmm. and let him grow this, these boys mm-hmm. because he's been with these boys for like, um, like less than two years. Yeah. So if he's with them for four more years, five, six years under his tutelage, mm-hmm. playing his system mm-hmm. and he's finding new players to fit the system mm-hmm. as well, next World Cup, these boys... Then I can have higher expectations for these boys in the okay. next World Cup. That's, okay. But that's the way it works. But here's what's here's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to the World Cup. They're going to come home too soon. Mm-hmm. Nigerians are going to say, these boys are terrible. It was a failure. The coach doesn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And the coach is going to get fired. I'm going to bring a new <laughs> coach. This is what keeps on happening. Uh. Nigeria has never taken the same coach two World Cups. What do you think of this team compared to the previous teams that we've ever had? That we've had? Okay. I say that the Westerhof teams, okay, the Westerhof Bonfrey um, team and Trussier team, so the 94, mm-hmm. the 96, okay, that's not really a super equal team, the 94 and the 98 mm-hmm. are probably the best teams we, at least of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Those are the best teams we fielded in my lifetime. Okay. The 94 and the 98. The, I think the 98 team is better than the 94 team, but most people say it's the other way around because the 98 team, like, got got whooped whooped by Denmark Mm. so people because of that it clouds and again the 98 team also had a terrible goalkeeper so um, it's the same thing but the 98 team I think was a more complete team they're the best those two and then the 2000 team the the 2000 team that went to the Nations Cup in 2000 Mm -hmm. very good team as well and I think after those three teams the teams that came after them this team is better than all of those. Oh, okay. What do you think about this team compared to the teams that they'll be facing at the World Cup? Oh, yeah, that's where the problem starts. Uh, <laughs> see, we're in a tough group. We're in a very tough group. Who's uh, in our group? 
Uh, the weakest team in our group is Iceland. And but Iceland are no pushovers. Like they 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 upset so many teams at the Euros last um, um, two years ago. Okay. Like they just kept on toppling teams, and they're tough. They're giant killers, okay. and they're really really d- disciplined team defensively. Mm. Then Croatia is then Croatia. They have a midfield that is just amazing, mm-hmm. and it's going to be t- a tough day. Mm. And then, as usual, Argentina. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not a football person and I know that you shouldn't be in a team with Argentina. It always happens to us. Why it's, does it always happen? Because it's a draw. Okay. And like, I don't know, the god of football is just angry with us yeah. and he keeps on saying, give them Argentina. <laughs> or rather, give, give them to Argentina. Yeah. Argentina just destroy. Yeah, but so we face them like five, five Four of our last five World Cups, we faced Argentina. Did we face them in 94? In 94. I think it was in 94 that they made some song. Was, I'm serious. There was, there was some song. Um, I, I have no idea what I, 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 <laughs> I do not really remember the song, but it goes into like, um, when Nigeria faced Argentina. I, I don't think that song exists. No, it does. And where were it, you? You were like in, in where were you at the time? Where were you at that time in '94? Where were you? I was in Uganda. Exactly. So you do not know. So you know why are you explaining? Why are you explaining this to me? Okay. Um, <laughs> if anybody out there, any of our listeners, has heard this alleged song, somebody knows this song. Someone please let right us now know. Drop us song. a comment or tweet at us and tell us that you've heard this song. They that, know the song. And I'm, that Sandra I'm, I am is not murdering delusional. it. I am murdering it, but somebody oh, you knows agree. it. Um, I am murdering it. I know, but someone knows the song. <laughs> Those are not words. <laughs> Argentina. That's the only. Is that the only word you know? The whole song is Argentina. And you expect people to figure this song out? They will figure it out. Moving forward. <laughs> Moving forward. All I'm just, I'm just begging you, people. Please, when Argentina beats us, don't use that as an excuse to abuse these boys. These boys are trying so hard. They, mm. they are very hardworking. I mean, I always they thought, they, I mean, it was football bands, but okay, may, maybe we should stop being so abusive. Yeah, 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 we need to stop. We need to like manage our expectations and be better at supporting the team mm. because those, it's, it's one thing to yap them if they're not playing with all their heart, yeah. if they're not doing their best, but they're out there and they're playing hard yeah. and you know yeah, whatever okay well who do you think is going to win this year the world cup yeah is there oh. any way to guess for people who like who got bets now well there's like, that octopus the octopus is dead now oh. octopus yeah Paul the octopus yeah yeah he was pretty good he helped me um allegedly make uh, money allegedly if, I, I may allegedly also want to allegedly make money that's from the alleged octopus from the alleged whatever that will allegedly win the alleged world cup well, I'm just I, sprinkling at this point. I'm just sprinkling allegedly everywhere. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I try not to be part of the whole betting thing. Gambling is immoral. Yes, it is. Yeah, but yeah, you have favorites. You know, um, Germany. Defending champion are one of the favorites. Mm. Brazil are looking okay. Brazil wins all the time. So well, yeah, they're well, five times probably gonna win again. Five times. Uh, five times is more than y'all have ever been able to do. <gasps> Wait, you haven't even been able to pass the group stage. No, we've passed the group stage three times. Oh, okay. Yes. And made it to round sixteen. Yes. Okay. Did you pass round sixteen? Why ask me bad questions? <laughs> Asking questions is my country too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying you people. 
on Patreon. Now you're, you're the one uh, where we start to win. Now you be like, hey, this is how it goes. Yeah. That's, that's I only watch them because they have a, a, a couple of fine boys playing. Shame. <laughs> Anywho, we're looking forward to um, this uh, this tournament. That's what it is, right? It's a tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're looking forward to this tournament, and it kicks off on the tenth, fifteenth. Wow, I'm terrible. I know, fifteenth of June. <laughs> and as it goes on, we may or may not make another podcast um, about Nigerian Super Eagles and um, how they work. Or we at least at some point we will, we will talk about Nigerian football in general. In general, yeah, the things we've talked we've we've touched on mm-hmm. about like you know surely the market forces mm-hmm. and the administration, mm-hmm. you know, and the league mm-hmm. and the fans who refuse to show up for, to the games <laughs> and then wonder why the league is crap. What are you going to do about? Do you know? Funny enough, I remember back in Enugu um, when Enyimba used to play, the stadium used to be sold out. You mean Enugu Rangers? Uh, okay, sorry. Who's Enyimba then? Abba. Oh, right. Yes, Enugu Rangers. Them. The stadium used yeah, to be... Yeah, it is great. <laughs> <laughs> I opened this podcast with a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. So no one's going to blame me. And actually, till today, mm. Rangers, when time they play, mm-hmm. the stadium which they nicknamed the Cathedral, mm-hmm. it's always full. Yeah. Same with Enyimba. It's always sold Abba. out, yeah. So see, more people enjoy football. And Kano Pillars. Hmm. Mm. So Kano people also enjoy football. Yeah. So maybe it's a Niger that's a problem. It's not just Niger, it's all over. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Maybe the next podcast we're going to do is going to um, discuss tribalism. That would be a good topic to, to, to discuss. Yeah. Certainly in light of like, I don't know if you saw me being dragged. I saw you being dragged. This was such a good week for you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> they said you were an Almajiri imposter. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. As an Almajiri imposter, I was told that. Um, Niger Delta people have no culture. Yeah. It was quite interesting. Yeah, we should we should get into that. Yeah, we should we should we should get into that. Um, what are you going to do about the jersey that you couldn't get? Would you will you get a bootlegged copy? No. Will you get a bootlegged copy? No. Will you get a bootlegged? If in case you can't hear at home, <laughs> Sandra is whispering to me and asking me if I would get a bootlegged copy because she knows to go on record to say it, so you know you can whisper it to my ear. I am not getting a bootleg copy. I believe that we should all um, respect intellectual property rights, especially those involving the books that I am writing and I am going to release. Please don't download a copy of my book. <laughs> yeah, but with this particular situation, it's sold out. What the hell are we going to do? Then don't buy it. So we should watch Matt and not wear our, our jersey. Just wrap ugu leaf around yourself. <laughs> I think you say the jersey is like ugu leaf. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something. I definitely learned a few things. Um, I finally got the answer to the question I've always had. Why do we not have a team that grows from one phase to the next and to the next? And Andy was quite helpful with answering that question. So until the next episode, follow us on social media, How Nigeria Works. But doesn't. Bye-bye. Bye. Go Super Eagles.